And now it's time for Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague. Presented by BetMGM. Hey, what's up, everybody? Back to the Futures here on the BetQL Network, the Odyssey app, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're tuning in a little bit later. Good evening. Happy Sunday. Martin Luther King Jr. Eve to everybody out there. And uh, we've got the playoffs going underway. Lucy Birch, my great co-host over there in Boston. Lucy, uh, good evening. How has the NFL playoffs treated you so far? Oh, good evening. Happy MLK Eve. They have treated me very well so far. I've only lost one bet, but I had the Jaguars oh. and I had the Giants. So last night, I couldn't fall asleep. I was so jazzed about the Jaguars. I was so, even though the Lions are not in the playoffs and I am not thrilled about that, but we are moving on because the Jaguars just, I'm flying, flying through the playoffs now because I had that pick and then the Giants today and this morning with the Giants, I, when I was making my picks, I was like, you know what? I still got a great feeling about the Giants and there we go. Mm -hmm. So they, it has been great for me. How has your weekend been, Sprague? Um... Not good. Uh, oh, we can. I, <laughs> I, oh, I, I, I committed a cardinal sin this week, Lucy. I committed the cardinal sin. Okay. I put a lot, a lot of action on the Buffalo Bills in about yeah. three different ways. Um, I had them. I didn't do money line, but mine as well. Of I took them at thirteen and a half. Yeah. Uh, that obviously didn't hit. I teased them in a super monster teaser. Which, by the way, also included Jacksonville plus 12 and a half. So you can imagine how I felt on Saturday and then seeing the result of that and then coming into Sunday. Oh, no. Uh, and then I also, I also had him on a six point teaser that took it from 13 and a half to about seven and a half. I also bet them seven and a half in the first half. Oh, my um, goodness. So, my, a lot of my winnings from the season uh, were depleted today because the Buffalo yeah. Bills could barely beat Skylar Thompson in the Miami Dolphins, but I made up for some of the losses because I liked the Giants all week at plus three. When you have chaotic teams that you don't trust, and I, and both of those are that to me, I think it just instinctually, I got to take the dog there. Uh, plus, I just think the Giants are actually a better football team, the DVOA metrics and everything else. Uh, so I, I won some of that back with the Giants plus three. But overall, Lucy, the Buffalo Bills, I think, owe me like a – a rack of wings or something because I lost a lot of cash gambling on the bills to blow out the dolphins and it did not happen. Yeah. I was also on the bills minus 13 and a half and was sure, was sure that was going to hit. And they owe me a lot of mm -hmm. my pride because today people were saying like, Oh, you, you didn't take the bills at that. Did you? Oh, you wouldn't have done that. Yeah, I did. So uh, that was really disappointing. I was sure. Of course they're going to beat them by two touchdowns. No problem. No, not at all. And that, I mean, my, I'm not, I'm still taking the Bills as my Super Bowl pick, but I'm not as high on it, and I'm a little worried about them. Uh, so, I, yeah, that was disappointing. That was really disappointing. But I am 3-1 and one because of the Bills in the playoffs so far. So that's, that's exciting. There you go. But other than that, the, yeah. the Bills, though, the Bills really just messed a lot of people up because that first half bet, I saw a lot of people complaining about that. That was an issue for a lot of people, and the sports books probably as well. Uh, probably actually did okay with that, but a lot of people were not happy. Lucy, the teaser I got him on a. I did a super monster teaser. I do that once in a while with games. I feel like that I really like. I mean, I split action all the way, but I got him at 
at three and a half. Three and a half. And if you would have told me going into the weekend, Buffalo isn't going to cover a three and a half point spread. Yeah. I, I don't know if I would have believed you. I watched yeah. Skylar Thompson and the Miami Dolphins, Lucy, barely, and I mean barely, beat the New York Jets in a game they had to win to get to the playoffs and a game they played in Miami. And here you go. Here's Buffalo coming in. They're emotional. They're they're feeling good about themselves. They're a favorite in many people's eyes. And to have a 17-0 lead against Skylar Thompson, again, I I don't even know where to begin. I don't know how you yeah. I don't know how they did that. My, what Miami did today was impressive. I thought Lucy Mike McDaniel mm. both pulled almost a, one of the greatest upsets we've ever seen and then also cost his team the game because he couldn't relay a call in a consistent manner and every single play they were battling the play clock and it ended up costing him because on fourth and one it turned to fourth and six because they couldn't get a play in on time they broke a huddle with five seconds to go so it was an impressive performance in a lot of ways by Miami and Mike McDaniel I think you still feel, uh, feel very encouraged by the future but I'm still I'm still stunned. We had an entire other game. We got another game going on right now, and we saw a big comeback last night. I'm still Lucy stunned that Buffalo barely won that game today. That is the surprise of the playoffs, I would say so far. Even bigger than the Jaguars. Even bigger than well, the Jaguars' comeback was unreal, but the Bills, the way they didn't cover any of that is baffling, None. absolutely baffling. Yeah. And Mike McDaniel cannot call a play before the play clock ends. He's like, oh, I have all time in the world. No, you don't at all. And then he's pulling out his vape pen on the side. I'm like, yeah, you need that because you need to, to just like get it together for two seconds. Wait, he had a vape? Because, he, but, he got caught with yeah, a vape? It, this is what Whoa, the videos showed and what people it. were saying. He's got a little vape okay. pen on the sideline. Oh. So uh, that could have helped or hurt him. <laughs> I don't know what that effect has on him. Maybe he's like, I just want yeah. to uh, to be a little bit more relaxed right now or jazzed up. It depends what the substance on, is. Exactly. Depends on what he's got going there. But I, either way, right. he's, he, uh, they did lose. But um, I, I think that was a, a huge surprise. I was That is the one. Just looking this morning even at, at what I was picking, I was like, that's the one. Obviously, like, okay, check that off quick no no way that that's not going to happen and that was just baffling to watch that game slip away from the, and think okay the bills really aren't going to cover here and i at one point mm -hmm. i was like oh they could they could score two more touchdowns nope but no that's not not possible that was i i don't know concern wise going forward with the bills i hope they can get it together but after they were a completely different team from what we saw against the patriots i know emotions were fresh and raw against the patriots in that game but I thought they could carry that through the playoffs and still, oh, they're like, oh, DeMar Hamlin is home. So now emotions don't matter. No, they do still. Right. Like he still went through that. So you need to evoke that. Part of me was like, just think about that again, guys. Like if you just evoke those emotions once again and really get into it and be in your feelings about it, then maybe you could cover the spread and win this game by a lot. But this was like a different team. It was bizarre. Well, if you – yeah, and look, it's easy to do this, I, but I like playing hindsight because a lot of the times I, I play that game after I've lost a bet. And I'm like, what did okay. I miss here? Okay, Skylar Thompson, I still think that's the right move to bet against Skylar Thompson given yeah. the information we have obtained from Skylar Thompson playing football, which was not a great sample size. The one thing that I kind of – I thought about in my head after that game – as I'm trying to like re-rack how this didn't work in any facet of Buffalo. I mean, outside of Buffalo money line, nothing covered. 
And yeah. I was thinking about like, how, how could I not see this again? I still think it's the right side, but let's go back a week. You mentioned the new England game, right? New England has to win this game to get in the postseason. but Oh, here we go. We're playing Buffalo. Lucy, Buffalo outside of two Naheem's Hines kick returns actually didn't play that impressively. And I, I I guess I just didn't really put that into my think cap of how to evaluate that matchup. And so I just, you know, it's Skylar Thompson. Okay. But they didn't really play very well. And today I thought you actually saw some of that inconsistency continue to pop its head up. I took the Bengals. Now, the Bengals just gave up a touchdown. Mm-hmm. I'll give you guys live updates throughout this show. It's 9-7 Cincinnati in the second quarter. Bengals about to get the ball back. But I took the Bengals to win the AFC. Now, the Chiefs very well next week could show everybody, look, we're the cream of the crop here. They get the bye. But the one reason, the one thing, as I have a Bilcher in my pocket, the one reason I'm nervous about that Bills ticket not cashing and why I like Cincinnati is because Lucy Buffalo can't run the football. They're mm-hmm. not an effective running team. Now, I think you can not have to be the best running team in the NFL to win here, but you when your lead rusher is is Devin Singletary for 10 yard 10 carries for 48 yards, there are going to be teams and matchups where the run game has to be an impact and they just don't have it. And I, I, we can get to the Chargers and, and uh, Jags here and stuff, and we'll talk about the Lions and the Vikings. But, like, you've seen this a little bit, and I think with Buffalo, it's the one thing that I'm going to be thinking about heavy next week, depending on what their matchup's going to be, is they can't run the football. have just inconsistent possessions where it feels like Josh Allen is either going to get the home run pass or they're going to punt. And there's not really an in-between with them at times. So not running the football is something that, I just didn't take into account because I thought they wouldn't have problems with Skylar Thompson in Miami, but I probably should have now thinking about it. Yeah. Like Zach said in the chat, only Josh Allen can, can run the ball because that's, that's true. I mean, that's eight, and that's hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a great point about hindsight. And if I were to go back and replace all my bets, I don't know if I would do anything differently with this bills game, because you look at it's against right. Skylar Thompson and the dolphins and the bills coming in with, you don't know their mindset for all we know, they're absolutely focused on the Super Bowl and winning that. And they now are on the, like plowing through on the road to the Super Bowl. But I don't know now if I didn't pick the bills to win the Super Bowl before today. And I was picking right now and the AFC, I might go with the Bengals for both because the Joe Burrow, from what we have seen, has so much confidence. They can win games. And I think that they're Mm -hmm. only going to... I mean, I also took the Bengals tonight, too. So, of course, I am hoping that they can cover that spread. I had them at minus eight and a half. And this is... Hopefully, they pick this up because this is not looking spectacular at the moment. But I think the Bengals right now, unfortunately, for anyone who picked the... I I feel like they have a better chance to win the Super Bowl than the Bills do right now. After what we saw today... Mm -hmm. I just this pit in my stomach, like, oh, no, the Bills cannot go the distance after what we saw today, unless the hope would be that they make adjustments before next week and they they get it together and they say, okay, we really need to figure this out because we could only win by that margin. We we cannot just rely on the fact that we've won that game or that way we played in that game because we barely won. So I think the Bills really need to uh, readjust and make some adjustments before their next game. 
But I, the Bengals, I just, the feeling right now, I am more jazzed about the Bengals than I am about the Bills right now. And and we'll still see what the Bengals do tonight. The ball about midfield, about three change to go. Uh, we'll get to the Jags-Chargers game uh, and do a little bit of look ahead, see where Cincinnati and Baltimore is by the end of the show. I did want to talk about the, the Giants and Vikings. We talk about hindsight, right? I bring that up and talk about Buffalo. Man, I'll tell you one I credit myself on. I didn't get everything right today but the one thing i loved and, and part of the reason i love the giants is for the very reason of they can run the football and brian dayball has this kind of confidence that he's built in daniel jones it almost reminds me of when harbaugh got to stand alex smith everybody was ready to say alex smith is a bum can't do it he's benched he's starting he's benched he's starting uh he's not much more than than this or that he's not worth the number one pick then jim harbaugh gets to san francisco and championship game there's a bit of that kind of vibe that I get with Dayball and Dayball has obvious trust in him. I mean, Daniel Jones threw for 300 yards today, two tutties, no picks, rushed for 78 yards and won the game. The first player to do that in NFL history, third player to have uh, 300 yards passing and 75 yards rushing. And I, I just, I think the confidence is there, but the one thing I had hindsight with was Minnesota fraudulent. They were fraudulent all, all year. They kept winning all these one score games in the fourth quarter and the reality is these metrics just don't go one team's way all year. Uh, by the way, Cincinnati just turned the ball over, so Baltimore has yeah. to do some change. Uh, not good. Uh, Cincinnati. Not great. But, but, but Lucy, Minnesota was the most fraudulent, it felt like, in the, in the NFC playoff picture. And I think people this weekend cashed in big on the Giants getting points because the Vikings should have lost so many games, but it just ended up going their way. And it came in as Kirk Cousins couldn't even throw eight yards on fourth and eight. Exactly. And this was the pick that this morning I thought the Vikings are an upset team. I'm going with the Giants. I had this yeah. feeling the Giants are going to cover this. This will be an upset. And that's why I did it. I, felt, I, never, I don't know. I can't remember the last time I felt that way about a bet. It felt that good and that smooth about a bet. I was like, you know what? The Giants are going to do this. The Vikings are going to mess this up. And the Giants are going to win this game. Brian Dayballs. I was like, they have the chutzpah to get this done. So, and they did. And credit to them. Credit to Daniel Jones and Brian Dayball for that. And that that game, though, was every game you watch now with the Jaguars, too. It's like, this is the game of the playoffs. This is the right. one. And then the next one's the, right. the next one is like, oh, this is the game. of the, mm -hmm. This is exciting. I've never been this excited before. Again and again. These playoffs have not disappointed is what we've seen from those games. The Bills game was blah, blah, blah. I mean, Al Michaels would, would disagree, I think, the way he called that game. It's like, okay, been there, done that. <laughs> Super boring. There should be an alternate Al Michaels cast. We might get to this later, but there should be an alternate cast for people who are, like, ready to go to sleep. And they're like, okay, I'm using this as my wind down for the evening. And then he can just, like, lull you to sleep. It's Al Michaels, like, the calm version in the nfl it's like hi yeah. welcome in i'm al michaels grab your pillow <laughs> Sleepy tab D version. giants giants were 51 or are 55 to 1 to win the super bowl this, this morning they're now down to 24 to 1 <laughs> and also for the giants to make the postseason plus one dive their over under was seven and a half coach of the year brian dayball without yeah. doubt lucy let's get to more of those great playoff games you talked about we'll do it on the other side of the break back to the features back with more on the back to network
Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Hey guys, Mike Valeni for Cash the Ticket Podcast. If you like sports betting or if you just like sports, it's the podcast for you. We try to cover all the big games and maybe some of the games you didn't even know were important. Give you some angles, pick some winners, have a good time, and hopefully help you uh, meander through college and pro football season. So join us a couple times a week to get all your information you need to bet the games that you watch. It's Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. BetQLU in the action is here to make you an expert come March. John Calipari has had to do more X's and O's coaching, and that's kind of thrown them off a little. It's a seven-hour live college basketball betting extravaganza. You just <laughs> talked about people being due and betting on being due. Don't miss the action every Saturday from noon to 7 p.m. Eastern. This is going to be a different level of competition for him down low in the paint. It's BetQLU in the action, presented by BetMGM. Check out BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. With the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. I'm just going to say it. Joe G, your guy, and a team that you're probably going to bet on this week, Staley's an idiot. Like I, That's how far I've come. I've come all the way around. He is a moron. Why is Herbert and Eckler with their spots solidified, and he's making all these excuses while you only carry 47? All, I don't care. Get Herbert out of the game. Get Eckler out of the game. Get Mike Williams. Oh, wait, it's too late because Mike Williams is now going off on a stretcher. What a moron. He's lucky that it's, it seems like Mike Williams might just have had back spasms, so he might be okay. But the, the, the process versus the result, whatever. Like, I can't believe Herbert was in the game. Herbert, oh. he's your whole chance to win the game on Saturday or whatever. Yeah, Saturday night. Like, it's, it's a short week, too. It's, it's crazy. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth. Presented by BetMGM. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Get locked into You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. With Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. I think one thing you're looking for is like a window into the people who actually vote. How are they thinking about this? Because this is sort of like, uh, it's like mock draft when we do the NFL draft later in April, right? Where I think the Saints should take a running back. So I'm going to bet them to take a running back. Or like, I'm going to bet them to take this guy. Because like, that's what I think they should do. And with awards, you have to watch, you have to be careful to not do that as well. Well, I think the coach of the year is this guy, you know, like I was talking with somebody really smart yesterday who was like, I can't believe the person's like Sirianni should definitely win. Like, this is crazy that this is falling apart for him at the last second. And I go, yeah, but it's like, this is not the exercise. The exercise is not who should win or who I would vote for. Can I get a window into the people who actually vote? You better you bet 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. It's funny, Lucy. They always say it's all about the bounce of the ball, and sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. Baltimore turned over Cincinnati. 
They're now on the 14-yard line as uh, they just hit a little screen pass. It's actually producing uh, – it might be a first down for Baltimore. And the previous play, the snap goes way above Tyler Huntley's head, bounces like 15 yards behind, and then bounces perfectly into his hands. He yeah. runs, he throws, he picks it up, and there you go. So Baltimore's driving right now. This is late first half. Uh, Cincinnati just hasn't had anything going after their last touchdown. And so tempers we'll see. This could end up being – Yeah, tempers are flaring. These two teams hate each other. This could end up being one of the most costly weekends of my entire gambling life. <laughs> Especially oh, no. if Cincinnati, I, well, I didn't like the odds. It's minus three thirty, but I have a money line parlay bet that they're involved in uh, right. that I, <laughs> I hope not to lose. That being said, I I, I want to uh, get real quick, Lucy. Let's get back into the Giants and Vikings yes. real quick. Yes, forget about what, the Bengals. Wait, for what's minute. your what's your takeaway? Right, Minnesota and the way it kind of ended for them, the way they kind of executed or didn't execute at the end there. And the Giants and Dayball being like this kind of Cinderella story of nobody thought they'd be good at all. Everybody picked them to be one of the worst teams in the league. And they're heading to Philadelphia in the divisional round. What do, what do you make of the Giants? Yeah, well, the Giants. So my big takeaway from it, though, is kind of what you said last segment, is the Vikings are frauds. Like this season, they started rolling, and everyone was like, oh, the Vikings are, you know, we all were saying the same thing. The Vikings are great. They're they're going to be, you know, a powerhouse, but they're not. Like the Giants, being able to beat them like that, the Giants could be for real. And I was kind of thinking during this game, because you think of so- scenarios and situations, and I thought, what if? The Giants win the Super Bowl. What if? What if this year is another Cinderella team like the Bengals last year going to the Super Bowl, being the longest, uh, having the longest odds of any team before the season, and then going to the Super Bowl? What if the Giants are the Cinderella story of the season and a Cinderella story gets to the Super Bowl or wins the Super Bowl. And I think what this game proved is the Giants deserve to be here. They deserve to be in the playoffs. And it's not like they they just eked it out and they didn't have they just kind of played like ho hum. No, they really fought for this. And I think it shows that they really deserve a spot here. And and this is a you know the Lions deserve it and aren't here, but the Giants deserve it and are here. And that's what they showed they can hang with the big boys. And I don't know if the Vikings are the big boys here, but they are also a playoff team. And the Giants, I think, proved Daniel Jones, franchise quarterback, maybe like it showed that this team can throw together a win against a team like the Vikings, who are are highly regarded in a sense. But I think it showed that they deserve to be here. So you okay? So let me ask you very quickly because I I I was just really impressed defensively too. I know they they gave up some points and they gave up some big chunk plays and whatnot, but defensively, Dexter Lawrence was a monster. Kayvon Thibodeau yeah. was a monster. Their pass rush, and we've seen teams in the past. You mentioned the Giants. The Giants have two Super Bowls mainly because they had a decent pass rush. They were able to get pressure on Kirkers. It was one of the more egregious roughing of passer calls in that game, by the way. Dexter Lawrence got called. He's hitting Kirkers, and as he's hitting him, Kirk throws the ball, and they call roughing. The NFL is going to have to evaluate. This rule is it's yeah. getting ludicrous. But yep. they have a pass rush, right? Their secondary feels confident. They've got a coach that can scheme the living hell out of another team's defense. Their quarterback is playing with some swagger. Saquon Barkley looked like a monster out there. Their ground game's good. Isaiah Hodgins, go Beavs. Uh, Darius Slayton. I mean, they, go. they've got targets on that roster. Richie James has really come on for them. So I, 
I don't know if I'd say the Giants are a Super Bowl pick, but I, I let's let's bring Zach on real quick because I want to play against the lines. We don't we only have one game that we know of for next weekend right now. And I want to play guess the lines here, Lucy, because I want to see what you think of their odds going into Philadelphia. Giants going into Philadelphia next week, divisional round game. What do you think? Zach, welcome on. We're going to play it like one game version of guess the lines. The winner of this, they automatically get five wins. So, Lucy, I win this and I'm caught up to you. Yeah, this is one of those situations. Exactly. I, you you know, it's. Before uh, you start, I will give you guys a hint before you guess the line. You guys could do whatever you want with this information, but the line has already moved a full point. I won't tell you which direction, but there already has been a movement since this line came out after the game ended. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, wow. This is okay. So I I will say Philadelphia is favored. Oh, but I want to – oh, no, because I can't decide. I want to do – okay, I'm going to say – Philadelphia minus three and a half. Oh, so this is a this is interesting. I actually don't think this is the line, but I actually think it's going to be Philadelphia higher than that. And so for sheer, just I want to beat you. I'm going to take Philadelphia minus four. Sprig, you couldn't have played it any better. The Eagles are a seven and a half point favorite over the Giants. No, I I the strategy, Sprig. Yeah, well, I almost went six, and then I'm like, wait a minute. If she's given three and a half, I think that line's got to be higher than that just because Philadelphia's season, the way the Giants went. So you have – what's it right now, Zach? Say it again. Seven and a half, and it opened at eight and a half, so the Giants are getting a little bit of money. Okay. So it's been – I am romanticizing. Where would you – I think I'm – I'm romanticizing the Giants too much. I think after their, I was just so happy that they covered that spread. And oh, wow, I would be like, yeah, Giants are favored. No, they're that's that makes more sense that the spread is what well, it is. Lucy, they're they're getting a hook. They're getting a touchdown yeah. hook. Like, where would you where would you Ooh. lean on that? And I know we don't have any in, actually, any injury information, but where would you go? I actually might take that. I might take the Giants at that that higher number because the, the Eagles half, are. Okay rested but i i think plus seven and a half i at this point i'm gonna take the giants mm-hmm. there plus seven and a half okay zach where would you where would you lean for that i would have to think man i've been an eagles guy the whole year i don't know if you guys remember but yeah. on this show i gave out them to come out of the nfc prior to the season starting that was and a good call <laughs> yeah and when i look at this team like Lane Johnson was spotted in practice, which is a huge deal. And it it comes down to Jalen Hurts. Like, if he's healthy, I believe in this team, and and I think they should take care of business here. It is interesting, though. In the two games they played this season, the Eagles blew out the Giants uh, at MetLife the first time around. But then they played only last week, the last of the season finale, and the Eagles were playing for the number one seed. The Giants had nothing to play for, and the Giants were in that game really from start to finish against uh, an Eagle team playing everyone. So – I, I'm not in the business of betting against Brian Dable. I think already he is a top eight coach in the league, maybe better. What he's done here with the Giants is so impressive. Oh, I'll, I'll add exactly. to that too. I, I I know it might be Sirianni because he had such a good year. It might be Kyle Shanahan because he did it with Brock Purdy. I I personally, I think it's I think it's Dayball. I think Dayball is the coach of the year. Uh, Sirianni's team had talent. They had expectations. It's It's super impressive. And I think the guy deserves a, a ton of credit. But Shanahan's talent around Brock Purdy and his offensive line, he's got the best left tackle in football and Trent Williams. I, I think you can see, okay, they, they reeled off some games. I think they won 10 in a row. 
going into the playoffs. But what Dayball did against a Giants team that, frankly, I, I did a I did a different podcast before the season, and they were we did the NFC East picks. Everybody on that podcast picked the Giants to be dead last in that division. No chance. Giants are trash. Daniel Jones, no thanks. Saquon Barkley, bad pick, overweight, overrated. He's coming off an injury. Nah, no thank you. Defensively, no chance. And I think what he did this year was – it was just super impressive. So, yeah, top whatever coach. But to me, uh, I think he's coach of the year. And don't forget, Jalen Hurts got kind of banged up in that game. He was already hurt coming yeah. in. But they had to play for the one seed, so he played, and they ran him, and he got hit a few times. And he's now reportedly, like, they, they're concerned about his health, and that's even with a bye week. So, Lucy, I, I think I'm going to follow the lead here. I, I like Dayball and the Giants to be kind of feisty on the road next week. Philadelphia is a hostile environment, but expectations get out of whack. And if the Eagles go back-to-back three and outs, suddenly they're getting booed. Giants are feeling good. I kind of like the Giants getting the hook there. I, I think right now, early on, I take Giants plus seven and a half. Right. So the Eagles have injuries that they are resting, but are is that enough? Is this enough rest? The Giants, after what we saw today, before today, I was all in on Shanahan as coach of the year. But then what they did today and thinking back to the expectations, which were far beyond far lower than for the 49ers before the season and at the beginning of the season. And now the mm-hmm. Giants are where they are. The 49ers, of course, are the 49ers. But again, like around Brock Purdy is is the team. Like they have they have all their pieces except for like their quarterback. But Brock Purdy's fine. It is so much better of a story, the Giants, coming from where they started to where they are now. And what Brian Dayball has been able to do, thousand percent, it's got to be him over Kyle Shanahan. If you were a Shanahan stand before this for him to be coach of the year, I would say flip to Brian Dayball right now because he should be coach of the year. I mean, impressive performance. The Giants get the road win. They beat the Vikings in Minnesota and Skull goes home. And now the Giants are going to head to Philadelphia. We got about five minutes in this segment, so we got a lot more to talk about. We got to get to the Tampa Bay Dallas game. Baltimore, by the way, just took the lead, what appears to be going into the half 10 to nine. They just got a field goal. <sighs> yeah, it's not great. It's it's a weekend of there are a lot of big favorites, and we all loved them. And then San Francisco went, oh, the favorites are gonna cover. And then Buffalo and now Cincinnati right now struggling as big favorites in that game. Uh, let's get surpri- into I'm a little the- surprised right now. I am surprised by this because I think Joe Joe Burrow. I did not expect this. I expected them to be blowing Baltimore out. I just had to rant about that. Well, it should that be 10-10. They missed an extra point. I For the audience well, tuning true. in and not – it should be 10-10, not 10-9. You don't seem – you seem pissed, to be honest with you. I you, am. You're, you're kind of like shaking when you're talking yeah. about this game. Did you bet yeah, $2 or – <laughs> I bet uh, only I bet a dollar and fifty cents, but no, I, oh, was, no. I want Joe Burrow, Joe Cool, to be better than this. I want this team to be better than this for Joe Burrow, because he like, walking in, he's, he's slapping Chris Collinsworth's back. He's all cool, he's confident, <laughs> and then they're doing this. What are you doing? This is the I'm I'm disappointed right now. I do it's better like, in the second half. It's what a great uh, stat from from Zach in our chat. Harbaugh, John Harbaugh, uh, has coached the Ravens five times in the road in the wild card round. He's five and zero oh against the spread and straight up. Dude is mm-hmm. just money when his team needs it. These and this stats, this would be a mm-hmm. Lucy. This would be Dayball. I mean, we know John Harbaugh is a great coach. This doesn't prove much, but if they can do this, 
that's going to be one of his better coaching jobs, maybe the best coaching job of his career, given everything going yeah. on. Lamar Jackson's not even with the team. He didn't even show right, up. Exactly. Like, he's checked out. Exactly. And, and now we got this offseason narratives forming. What were you on the Jag side or the Charger side on Saturday? Oh, I was all in on the Jaguars, and I got multiple. So you texts were some from Jag action. Saying, okay, I was. I was a Jag action baby, and I multiple people were like, "Oh, I'm never talking to you again because you picked the Jaguars. How could you? The Chargers, obviously." No, it was so fulfilling. That was probably the most fulfilling bet I can remember because it was at halftime. It was a comeback feeling. There was a feeling in the air, and it was a very casual thought. I was just like, yeah, they could come back. Like, because no, if they don't, you know, that's, you know, whatever. But then they did. And it was the yeah. great. That is, I would say that's the most fulfilling bet I have won. Probably, I mean, maybe all NFL season. That was a good one. Yeah. And that, especially because it was late at night, and I was like, do I go to, of course, I'm not going to bed, but it's like that you're a little tired, but you're like, I'm staying up, I'm powering through. Enough. They they did it, and they it was exciting. And to, to the fact that they cover it, it's just amazing, amazing. I was so happy. I, every time I watch games like that, now the playoffs are a little different than regular season. But I watch these Monday night footballs, these Sunday night footballs, these playoff games. You know what's funny is I have a point in the second half where I think about you and Zach, and I'm like, God, yeah. they have to have the East Coast time. It is. It's got to be awful. I think it's late on the West Coast with these games. I can't imagine what it's like for you guys on the East Coast, staying up to like two a.m. Yeah. That was a wild game. I had Jags action. I had the Jags money line. I had the Jags in a parlay with the Niners. Uh, I had a Jags in a teaser. Actually, I had the Jags in two teasers. So I, I bet heavy on the Jags action this week. The Bills and the Jags. Thankfully, the Jags were able to do what I, I wanted them to do. And so they beat the Chargers yesterday. Third biggest comeback in NFL history. They were down 27 to nothing. And yeah. they come back. The Chargers are only able... Uh, to get the field goal and missed opportunity and incredible, you know, play after Trevor Lawrence starts his night with four interceptions, he throws four tutties and the Jags just have this miraculous comeback for the ages last night. It was so good. It was so good. And what is great too, is it was even more of a comeback than 28 to three. Like that was a great one, but that one too, 28 to three. I had a little feeling like the Patriots are going to come back. Well, That was a Super gonna, Bowl. That's, I mean, that's no, always going to be better. <laughs> That's why it's better, but the deficit is greater. And so yeah, that, right. that comeback is – at Super Bowl, obviously, it's bigger. But this comeback the – ja again, the Jaguars, too, were, were kind of not as, as favored. They're kind of in Giants territory at the beginning of the season. And now look at them. Mm -hmm. Look at these teams. Teams with, teams with a minus five turnover margin are 0-26 in the playoffs before last night. Like, Whoa. That should not have happened. That should not have no. happened. Brandon no. Staley in the charge. We'll carry this NFL's over. Rigged. We'll continue on. More <laughs> more Jags Chargers <laughs> coming up. Uh, we'll look ahead at Dallas and Tampa, and uh, we'll wrap things up here. Back to the Beezers on the BetQL Network. Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. <laughs>
Get locked into You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM, with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. This is over. Mahomes has won the award. It's over. And I basically framed it as, you need Patrick Mahomes to, like, not get arrested in the next four days or do something where voters would be like, I can't do it. I can't vote for it because of, like, something off the field. Like, that's the only thing. He's so far ahead. And the other two people who are really, like, challenging him, Burrow and Allen, are never going to play each other. And they lost a game to accumulate statistics to try to catch him. They settle this market in five weeks. You have to you have to tie up a lot of money to get any reasonable return on this. And it and they're gonna tie it up for five weeks. So like it's now also not the best idea in the world because it ties up all this money for five weeks. And you could be using this money to make a lot of other bets. Now if you had infinity dollars, then you should bet the limit on the homes everywhere. You better you bet three to seven PM Eastern from the BetQL network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Start your day with a daily tip presented by BetMGM. Featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. I'm telling you, man, Blue of Earth was trouble from the start. That's what I make of it. You think it's any coincidence that once Blue of Earth with her braids and her crystals and her candles and her internal work, once all of that was kicked to the curb, then Aaron Rodgers started balling out again? I'm telling you, she was messing with him. He got that tattoo. He was in his feelings. His hair was growing out. He got caught up in something that wasn't Aaron Rodgers. And now that that cloud is lifted, he's playing better. I don't think this is a coincidence at all. Blue of Earth was bringing him down. Forget about the metrics. Sometimes it's the eye test. And I'll tell you one thing. I got a good look at that Blue of Earth, and I said, she is trouble. And I think I was right. The Daily Tip, weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern, on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Check out BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. With the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. I had my best NFL Sunday of the year, and it's not close. Once you can just push through and avoid a lot of the noise that's out there, and, well, this guy's going to play, and this team's going to try, and this team's not going to try, and try to read into that. If you just look where the value is and understand that there are actually going to be 11 players on each side throughout the entire game, and and these numbers are extremely inflated. I I just looked at the the Sunday results. Mine went 7-0 ATS. Like, it was ridiculous. Like, everything was hitting. Just all you got, it's always in you just got to follow the value. And in the last week, when people overreact more than any other week, uh, the value is sitting there for you. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth. Presented by BetMGM. 9 to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. All right, we're going to wrap it up here. Our final segment of the night, Lucy, our hour always goes quick here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. But uh, I want to, we'll get into Tampa, Dallas, because we'll look ahead a little bit. I'll also ask you the question, who do you think the Niners would rather play, Tampa or Dallas? But before we do that, I want to give a little more time on the Charger-Jag game because that was historical. I mean, it was the third biggest comeback in NFL history. Live betting, I think the Jags got to plus 2,100. Lawrence threw four picks right away in the first half. And and they have this comeback for the ages. And I think it concluded with a lot of people going, okay, that's a cool story, the Jags coming back. 
it feels like the narrative shifted more towards the Chargers need to make a coaching change. Where where were you at at the end of that game? I know we both had Jags tickets, so we were happy with the result. But like, what was your first couple thoughts? Because I'm in Oregon, so I saw Herbert play his whole high school and college career here. We're kind of rooting for him, but I'm also like, he, I feel like he's tied one hand, one arm behind his back with his coach and the decisions that he makes. Yeah, my thought was if I am a Chargers fan, I would be so mad. I would be outraged by what happened there. And it was like fires daily right away. And I I mean, yeah, he didn't really get the job done. He probably should be. But it, it was almost to the point where like, is he going to be fired by the end of the night? Is he going to be fired tomorrow right away? No, but like he isn't. But I, I would say that's where I, my head would be right now after that game, 24 hours or whatever removed from it, I would be still mad. And I would say, yeah, he should be fired. I think he'd get rid of him because he's holding wow. Herbert back. I would say fire him. Yeah, it, 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 Zach sent us this text. There's a tweet last night that went super viral, and it said Chargers spoke to Andy Reid before they hired Mike McCoy. Uh, the Chargers spoke to Sean McDermott before hiring Anthony Lynn. And the Chargers spoke with Brian Dayball before they hired Brandon Staley. And obviously all three of those results would have been infinitely better than the choices that they had. What's funny or interesting, I guess I should say, is like today the players in in L.A. were asked about their coaching staff and all of them responded with backing the coach. The Spanos family, we know a couple things of. Notoriously cheap and you cannot trust them. I don't think they're going to make a coaching change. And so I think getting to the playoffs was the step for them. And now it's like, oh, our culture's been built. And now they go into Brandon Staley. It appears today, because usually the coaches get fired right away, that they're going to go with Staley next yeah. year. And again, I, I think to what you said, that feels like a mistake. Maybe Herbert takes a step and he overcomes the coaching woes. But to, to have a blown lead like that, they passed it 25 times and ran it eight yeah. after they went up 27 yeah. to nothing. Joe Lombardi is their offensive coordinator. That is malpractice. How do you not just say, Austin Eckler, here's all the carries, buddy. Like, what are you doing stopping the clock and giving Jacksonville that kind of opportunity to come back and win? Yeah, like you said, historic. This is not this is not how it should be. You should be better than this. He should be joining Cliff Kingsbury in Thailand is what should be happening instead of keeping his job. <laughs> and it that other I mean that is like oh no, I'm going to Thailand. I have a one-way yeah. ticket. I don't know what I am returning. Also, I don't believe he's actually going. I think he's just lying. But that is my theory. Whoa, I whoa, think Staley whoa, should whoa. be fired. I don't believe Cliff Kingsbury is actually going to Thailand. I think he this is all pretend. It's like when in Friends when Chandler said he was moving to Yemen. To break up with a girl. This is so nobody. You think Cliff Kingsbury is a lot of? Ch- you think he's Chandler? I think he is Chandler in this situation. I think he's like, oh, I'm going to Thailand, which is as far away from where from this country and football and this team as possible. Basically, you go to like the no South Pole way. or something. But he's going to Thailand as far away as possible. Or was he kidding? Did he? Does he actually have a one way ticket? Was he kidding or was it a lie? I don't think he's actually oh. going. I think it's. Fake. I think. I think. I think, it's just I think. Yeah, I think Cliff is more of a Joey. I think you know. I think he's more of a Joey than he <laughs> is a Chandler. The way he lives his life. How you doing? Well, yeah, I think true. he's at the bar. How you yeah. doing? Um, this is true. I, I believe it. Actually, I I thought that was a great story. I've long been waiting for the college coach or NFL coach that gets bought out for, you know, twelve to fifteen million dollars. I've been waiting for that person to say, 
what do I need to coach again for? I, I'm taking a vacation, a long vacation. Yeah. And so With I a girlfriend choose to believe like that, that too. I don't even know if he has a girlfriend. He has a, he has a, a very, yeah, he's a very nice partner. Um, but they, uh, so uh, I, you know, maybe, he's... maybe, maybe it's real, but I don't know. I, it sounds a little too like outlandish at this point to be like, no, I have a one way ticket to Thailand is, is very embellishing. I mean, maybe, maybe he's going to live his best life, but yeah, he's gonna live so his best I mean, life. that is a good point. If you're getting paid, if you get the bag, and you don't have to do what you're doing anymore, then, you know, and you don't really, it doesn't, it's not as fulfilling. You're at the point where you are. If you're Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, then yeah, maybe go to Thailand. Do you, before <laughs> we get way. to Dallas and Tampa, do you like Jacksonville's odds? If, they, if, if Cincinnati comes back and wins this game, do you like Jacksonville's odds on the road against the Chiefs? Because I, I probably would have bet the Chargers mm-hmm. with the points. Um, and I'm, I'll, I'll see what this line is, but. If it is Jacksonville and Kansas City, where would you be at on that one? I might go Kansas City, but I want to go Jacksonville here because I believe in Trevor Lawrence. I believe in this team, and I would like to see this story be the Jaguars go as far as possible. But I, mm. I think the Chiefs are – I want to make a realistic pick, but I but are the Jags realistic? It's a conundrum because these teams – like the Giants, it's, it's these teams that are – can win games and can cover. So – I mean, I want my my head is saying Chiefs, but my heart is saying Jags, and I, yeah. I'll have to reconcile uh, the two. I'd have to wait to see what that number is. Second half just kicked off yeah. Sunday Night Football, Baltimore starting with the football. Uh, your boy Tom Brady at home tomorrow night. Dallas Cowboys favored two and a half right now is what the line says. Uh, where are you at right now on Tampa and Dallas the night before? So I'm going with the Buccaneers plus two and a half, but I, I would just like to take a moment to soak in the fact that Tom Brady is in the playoffs. Once again, we are witnessing another playoff game helmed by Tom Brady, who has been in the league for longer than half his life. And he is once again in the playoffs. So I am what above all above this bet above the, the who wins the game. I'm just soaking in the moment again of Tom Brady running out to the field tomorrow night to start another playoff game in his career after everything he has. I don't want to say Ben, I mean, he's been through things, but he's, he's very privileged as well, but he's, you know, gone through personal things this year and has has played through them and worked through those things. And I, I'm just giddy about the fact that Tom Brady is in another playoff game. But then besides that, looking at the game itself, of all the games the Buccaneers are going to play in this, because I think they will advance from this game, this is the easy one, I think. The Cowboys. This is the one you can check off for the Buccaneers. Okay, this is the one, and then they will move forward from there. So I think mm. this will be a win for them, for the Buccaneers, and they will move forward. And I think Tom Brady will play like vintage Tom Brady, and the Buccaneers will – and I don't think it's going to be like they're, the years that the, or the year that the Buccaneers – missed the Super Bowl and Tom retired. I don't think it's going to be one of those again. I think the Buccaneers will do very well tomorrow night and cover the spread. Uh, A lot of people are on Tampa here and I understand it. I get it. I haven't made my decision yet. Dallas would make me nervous just because I, well, I think from metric standpoint, Dallas is actually a better team. Uh, Somehow, some way Mike McCarthy's in a playoff game and his team has the coaching advantage. I don't trust Byron Leftwich and Todd Bowles much. 
and I know it's the GOAT, but Tampa's, I mean, they're sub-500 team. Now, I'm not saying they don't have a right. chance. I mean, very well could see Tampa win that playoff game, and there you go, Tom Brady's won. I, I just, I have a hard time fully diving in on Tampa, whereas, like, I also, on the other side, I have to trust Dak Prescott to not turn the ball over. I have to trust Mike McCarthy and Kellen Moore to run the ball with Zeke when they probably should be running with Tony Pollard. I think this is going to be a low – I'd bet the under here. I think it's going to be a low total. Um, I tend to kind of want to lean Tampa at two and a half. But Dallas played so damn bad against Washington in a really big yeah. spot for them that I, I wonder if it goes the other way. Like Dallas is just kind of one of those teams. They're up and they're down. They're up and they're down. And, you know, they won their div- – or they didn't win the division, but they came close to coming back and winning that division this year. But that Washington game is stuck in my brain, and it's why I kind of lean Tampa right now. But Dallas, they have an advantage. The one good thing to bear in mind here is Dallas on real grass. This was random. I saw this on NFL Live. Okay. Dallas on real grass, Lucy, which is what they're going to be playing on tomorrow. Dallas's defensive pass rush gets cut in half on real grass versus playing on Oh. And if there's one thing Tom Brady needs to flourish the most – it's he needs the pass rush to not get to him because he will pick you apart. And so an interesting thing is going to be, can Dallas get to Tom early or will that turf kind of take out Dallas the way it did roughly all year? I want to say they were one in four. Their rush numbers went from four sacks to two. Like their metrics went downhill when they played on real grass. And so that's kind of like one of those underrated stupid things, but in a game with two stupid teams, stupid things might make a huge difference. Yeah, something like that could make a huge difference. And those are the things to look at because they are two stupid teams. It's, the Buccaneers are a sub 500 team. My thought with this too is I hope the rest of the team, the Buccaneers, don't ruin this for Tom. Because when you look at the Buccaneers, Brady hasn't played terrible. His, his passing yards are very high. Interceptions are a bit of an issue. But other than that, Brady hasn't been that bad in his age considered. I don't want the rest of the team to ruin it for Tom. That's my concern. I think Brady will be fine because my number one rule in betting still have the privilege of having Tom Brady still in the league is never bet against playoff Tom Brady. And I'm going yeah. to continue with that rule tomorrow night once again if and just hope the rest of the team doesn't ruin it because, of course, Tom will be perfect. Who would San Francisco rather face, you think? They played Dallas last year, beat them in wildcard weekend in Dallas, played Tampa at the end of this year and beat them. Well, I, I think they would rather face Dallas because it's still Tom Brady. So you, you just never, really? you know that, that who is facing you is Tom mm. Brady. So his preparation is going to be very high. So I think they would rather face Dallas. I think given that they just saw him, uh, I would tell you, I think that San Francisco would rather play Tampa just because Dallas has the weapons, but, I mean, can they utilize them? That's yeah. the thing. Well, it's, it's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to that game. Uh, it is still 10-9 in Sunday Night Football. Lucy, it flies by every Sunday. Uh, but we're back with more Divisional Round next week. We'll have our playoff matchups. Follow Lucy on Twitter at Lucille Burge, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Back to the Futures on the BetQL Network. Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network. Presented by BetMGM.